One God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. About a week and a half ago, we watched on television when over three million Americans gathered for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. What we witnessed was the phenomenon of people from all over the world gathering to participate or observe a specific event on a very important holiday. About a month ago, the Church Universal around the world celebrated All Saints Day, a time once again where Scripture has us seeing far into the future, and we're reminded that God's great gathering will take place at some point in the sweet by and by. And then we have today, when we begin Advent and we hear apocalyptic visions in our readings that urge us to keep awake because God is about to do something big. The Son of Man will be coming in clouds with great power and glory. Okay, I get the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the crowds that gathered there, And I can also wrap my head around God's promise, God's promise to gather all of humanity at the end of time. But these visions today of dark skies and stars falling and the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory don't sit well with me. Sure, we've heard all kinds of other epic stories from the Bible, like the the parting of the Red Sea and Moses leading the people from Egypt into the Promised Land. But we have a hard time, we have a hard time telling the stories of what will be at the end of the age. We haven't really depicted it very much visually. It's hard to talk about, so it's definitely hard to believe. And so we'd rather ignore much of the message altogether. Perhaps we're missing the point. God is planning something great for humankind. So great indeed that much of our perceived reality will be turned upside down so that a new reality of being can emerge. Instead of parting the waters of the Red Sea to guide us somewhere else, Mark's gospel predicts that God will send out angels to us and gather everyone from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. What this means is God's actions for humankind will be like those that begin uniting people, uniting people together and curating a future for everyone, where everyone belongs, where everyone has their place, and where love rules the day. This is the vision. Yeah, it's the vision, but it's still really hard for us to connect with it. And here is where our tried and true godly play curriculum, that is the curriculum we often use on Sundays for Sunday school, arises to a very prominent place in our wonderings about all of this. You see, in godly play, the facilitator starts this lesson on the first Sunday of Advent by saying this, you can walk right through a mystery if you don't know it's there. You can walk right through a mystery if you don't know it's there. Such truth taught to our children. Maybe it should be taught to us. The mystery of God 
It's all around us. Most of the time we ignore God completely because we don't perceive that God is with us, around us, about us, and for us. We just don't. But the season of Advent reminds us that God has big plans for us. God has great plans. The whole world order, practically every aspect of reality is geared up to be transformed into something different, something even more beautiful, transformed completely and exclusively by love. But we're going to miss all of it. We're going to miss all of it if we don't pay attention. I could easily now tell you that the attention span of Americans has shortened with the introduction of smartphones, texting, social media, and a whole lot of other influences, but I don't think I need to. What I need to point out is that we're not looking for God. Most of the time, we're totally ignoring God. For whatever reason, we're not regularly looking for God, but today we're given this invitation. We're given this time to push the reset button, start again, and we're invited on a journey to do just that. Look for God, watch, observe, and wonder. We start by looking within, looking within. Start by taking a look inside of yourself. Where are the parts where you let the mystery of God dwell, dwell within you? What's that been like for you lately? Are you satisfied? Or are there parts of yourself that you want to reveal to God, but you never have before? Too scary. Maybe now's the time to try to share. Maybe now's the time to try to start. Then look around. Look around. Observe what's happening in the world around you. Are other people around you connected to God in a way that you haven't ever been? Or are you wanting some kind of deeper, more abiding connection with others who are on the same spiritual journey as you? Maybe this is your Advent work this year. Then look above. All of us have either people or institutions that have authority over us in some way or another. What is good about these things? What could be improved with them? Are you able to be part of the change that you wish to see? You only know if you try. And look below. All of us know people that are less fortunate than ourselves. All of us also know that we have great responsibility for the other people in the world. Many of us also recognize that the plight of the marginalized, we recognize the plight of the marginalized, the downtrodden, those who are being kept from full, whole, and complete participation in society. So then the question is, how is God calling to, for us to raise up those who have been cast down? How is God calling us to raise up those who have been cast down. What's your next move to see this happen? The reality is looking for God is not a new concept and it is not a new practice. 
Psalm 139 very clearly shows how people struggle with this for generations. Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take to the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the light around me turn to night, darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light to you are both alike. This is something we need to pay attention to. The call of Advent awakes. The call to recommit to looking for God each and every day. Because as Psalm 139 tells us, God is everywhere. God is wanting to connect with each one of us because we are invited to be part of the uniting of all God's people around the Son of Man as he returns once again. And while that might be far off from now, we know that this season invites us to look for the mystery of God within everything. Within us, around us, above us, below us, in everything. When we do that, when we do that, we might start noticing new things in our world. Things we might not have ever imagined existed before. And we just might feel a little bit more drawn to one another in a way that God has intended for all people to dwell together so that the season of Advent then becomes not a theory or an idea or a concept, but rather it becomes a concrete reality that changes all of us, that we're changed by all of it. A change that in us A change in us that incorporates the mystery of God. A mystery of never-ending gathering, of never-ending uniting, of never-ending blessing. An active God that reminds us today that God's actions for humankind will be those that begin uniting people together and curating a future for everyone, where everyone belongs, where everyone has their place, and where love rules the day. God isn't done with us yet. This is the vision. This is the promise. God isn't done with us yet. God is planning something great for humankind. Our task is to look within, around, above us, below, to keep watch, to stay awake, and to see the mystery of God in everything. After all, you can walk right through a mystery if you don't know it's there.